0: Hey, 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 everyone, this is Matilda Egeri cooper and you're listening to Finesse Your Wellness, the podcast that explores what it means to thrive and live well. On today's episode, I want to talk about the joy of playing. The thing that used to occupy all of our spare time when we were kids, when we had no bills, no responsibilities, you know, the good old days. (laughs) Well, the last few years have shown and proven that play can still very much be a part of our lives, whether that's riding a bike, roller skating, hula hooping, all that good stuff that offers nothing more than pure fun. I actually got to chat to someone who's made a whole career out of play. Amazi is a two-times Guinness World Record-holding hula-hooper, as well as a roller skater and fire performer. She's also the head of performance for fitness team and international performance troupe Marawaz Majorettes. Amazi has dazzled crowds with performances in the West End and worldwide. And I'm telling you, to see her perform is proof that this woman knows how to have a good time. <laughs> so in our chat, we discuss how she discovered the joy of play and why we should all make it a massive part of our wellness. Hey, Amazi, a.k.a. Maz. Thank you so much for joining me on the Finesse Wellness podcast.
1: Hiya! (laughs) It's lovely to be here.
0: Thank you. It's lovely to have you here because of all the episodes that I'm doing this season, I feel like this is like, I know I I shouldn't choose my babies, but I feel like this is going to be like my favorite (laughs) because I absolutely love anything to do with play. Um, But what I'm super curious about you just to kind of kick off is what you do now Is this something you always wanted to do? Like, what did you want to do when you were growing
1: up? Ah, well, my journey is a bit of a crazy one. I was originally an environmental scientist. So I studied, yeah, wow, (laughs) I studied chemistry. And then I studied very specific hydrogeology, which is like the study of groundwater. And I became an environmental scientist and I worked, that was my job until I was 29. No way. Yeah 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 how
0: old are you now if you don't mind me asking I'm 34 30
1: what yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> the plot
1: thickens yeah no I'm 34 so then I I quit my, I mean I started hula hooping when I was 25 I believe did you do it as a kid I couldn't I couldn't hula hoop as a child Wow. and it was okay. one of one of my motivations to learn to hula hoop like I saw I saw people doing it at festivals mm-hmm. and I was like that's amazing like that's insane the kind of tricks and stuff they could do with it um but my goal was just to spin a hoop around my waist because I could never do it as a child
0: wow so then what was your firstly okay you you quit your whole job yeah (laughs) and what was it that led you to do that 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 kind of led you to then you know your awesome career now
1: so (laughs) so sorry so first I started I went to a festival and someone showed me how to hula hoop. And I was like, this is amazing. First of all, it was like the trick with a hula hoop that no one, that a lot of adults don't know, is that the larger and the heavier the hoop is, the easier it is to hula hoop
0: interesting Yes,
1: okay I was always trying with these like pound store hula hoops these kids ones these tiny ones and I was like can't do it never gonna be able to do it someone gave me like this comically sized giant like almost like a clown hoop it was insane and I was like this isn't gonna work and I tried it and I was like oh my god this is amazing I can actually (laughs) hula hoop I can actually feel what's happening it's finally making sense in my brain so I was like, cool, I'm going to buy one of these. After the festival, I'm going to buy one of these. I bought one. And then I went and I I actually went to work in Rwanda for, for a year. Okay. And they told me, take something that if the electricity goes out, the Wi-Fi goes down that you can use. And a lot of people bought like bongos or a guitar. And I was like, no, that's not my vibe. I was like, I'm going to bring a hula hoop. <laughs> so Love it. invested in this travel hula hoop and every time the electricity and the wi-fi went down which was a lot I Mm -hmm. would start hula hooping and that was that was like the beginning of my journey I think so I was hooping for like a year
0: okay and so while you were hula hooping were you getting like specific training were you freestyling like how do you get to the levels that suddenly you're now in the Guinness World Book of Records yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) I a lot of a lot of hula hoopers I think are self-taught and I was mainly self-taught. I was just like Googling things on YouTube, uh how to get the hoop up to my chest, how to leg hoop, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just practicing and then I came back to London and I already knew about the majorettes and I was like, I have to meet them. Like Marrow marrow's is Marrow the Amazing. So she had this troop of hula hoopers in London and I was like I want to be part of that love it so I met them and as soon as I met them my like level of hooping just went skyrocketed like it was like as soon as I had someone teaching me all the tricks and that kind of thing it was just yeah it got so much better it was amazing
0: so you've come back to London you've met the Marowal majorettes. yeah you're like okay they're helping me level up at what point do you suddenly say okay this is what I want to do for the rest of my life (laughs)
1: I think it was when I was kind of doing my job. It was, and I was like, "It's interesting. I like it." But the day today, I was really struggling with. I was like, "Actually, most of my job, I'm at my desk. I'm like at mm. my desk for like eight, ten hours, sometimes twelve hours a day." And I was like, "I don't think this is where I'm getting the enjoyment from my life." But I really enjoyed hula hooping Mm -hmm. and I saw other people around me that were doing it as a career and I was like I'm just going to try it I'm just going to try it and see what happens Um, and I did I quit my job and then I became like a performer, a teacher everything really and I saw like the joy it brought other people and that kind of inspired me to do more of it as well
0: Amazing, what did your parents say when you quit your job?
1: (laughs) Well, it was twofold. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mum, my mum I told beforehand, mum, I think I want to be a hula hooper. And she was like, yeah, go for it. Which Love I Love your mum. Yes. <laughs> I was really surprised by it, to be honest, because I was, yeah. And I was like, I might have done this a lot earlier had I've known. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad, um, Nigerian dad, mm-hmm. I <laughs> I did not tell him until two years in, to the career until like wow. a, I had something tangible to show him which was a West End show and I invited him to the West End show
0: all they need is like the validation yeah. and then you're in all they yeah. need is like your name
1: oh, that is like, oh this is
0: legit fine she's good she's good
1: <laughs> he was so proud it happened to be a theater he used to work at when he was when he first moved to England oh. in the gift shop so it was like really fun for him to come um yeah once he saw that it was like you could make money out of it essentially he was happy he was fine with it
0: yeah and what is it about hooping itself that firstly people love to watch and then people then love to do
1: I think the thing that people love to watch I think is is, it's kind of like a surprise element because Mm -hmm. it's a lot of people don't know all the tricks you can do with the hula hoop until you've seen it. Like, you you know the waist stuff. You see mm-hmm. people making all these shapes. You see people, like, splitting five or six hoops, like, over their body, and you have no idea how it's done. I think that's the thing that people enjoy watching and doing. It's just, like, everyone loves it. That like you can't not smile when you're hula hooping. You can't – people just try a hula hoop and – it either works or it doesn't work. But either way, people are having fun because, <laughs> because they're like, oh, this is something I used to try in the playground or I used to do in the playground. Most people will come up to you and say, I used to be so good at this. When right. I was five years old, I used to be so good at this. I don't know if I can do it now. And you're like, you can do it now. You can do it now. Um, but yeah, honestly, it just makes everyone smile. It's really mm-hmm. such a lovely sport.
0: hundred percent. And I mean, I suppose kicking back to a couple of years ago, almost similar to your Rwanda situation where we were kind of all at home, we were stuck and suddenly people are like picking up all of their favorite hobbies from their childhood. You know, why do you think people then sort of revisited the likes of hooping? I know you skate as well.
1: Yes. I mean, skating was really the one that Mm -hmm. kicked off in 2020.
0: (laughs) I mean, I bought a pair. I was like, okay, we're going back. (laughs) We're doing this. I mean, and then I tried to like, you know, watch some videos, I was yeah. practicing, you know, I was like, I want to
1: be like those girls on the
0: gram. Oh but-
1: <laughs> my gosh. Yes. So, I mean, I had been, I think I'd been skating for like two years when COVID happened. And once- Okay. So yeah. skating was new
0: to you as well? Yeah,
1: it was new to me and I wasn't good at it. I was like, we were just like, me and my best friend were playing around with it and it was part of the majorettes, but we weren't that good at it. When 2020, 2020- 20 happened we were like well we have some catching up to do (laughs) (laughs) like you say these gram girls are getting good it was it was insane but yeah we yeah I don't know why did people revisit those in in COVID I guess it was ways that you could have fun by yourself because a lot of a lot of us were like super isolated true the beauty of skating is that when we were allowed to come together, that we were allowed to come together in our bubbles, you could it was such a fun thing to do with other people as well. So it's something you like practice by yourself and then like every now and then then the government would be like, Cool, six of you can meet up. It was like amazing. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. gonna go to the park, we're gonna skate together, whatever. The roller disco the roller disco could open every time the gyms would open. Mm-hmm. It had like a slightly different rule to like the pubs and stuff. So it was like a real kind of social thing as well. When we could, when we could make it happen during COVID, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, and I know you teach. Yes. So when people want to learn, what are the sort of things that you cover?
1: So with hooping, the main, the main thing will will be the waist hooping. So it's like if people want to learn to waist hoop will we do. I do that at the beginning. Often it's like a fitness based class. Mm-hmm. So I'll do four like four exercises per class and I'll teach it to them and then we kind of run them all at the end and it will be like we teach you to waist hoop then it's actually exhausting waist hooping it's like it like uses a lot of energy so you don't do it for like for the full hour you take a break and you teach them a trick but you'd add an exercise so it would be like a little off-body trick that you can do like hand hooping or something with Mm. a squat or with a lunge um and then back to core hooping, you'd learn something around your waist. It's like a spin and catching the hoop around your waist, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then another off body trick. And it's with hula hooping, people always find something that they're good at. So if you're not good at the waist hooping, you might be really good at one of the other off body tricks. And that's what I found. Kept people motivated and coming back to the classes because some people can't ho- waste hoop straight away and they find it really disheartening because right. people, other people are naturals at it. But it's like, no, don't worry, we're going to find something for you that you're really good at, and that's that's the thing that keeps them coming back. And then eventually they pick up the waste hooping.
0: Mm. And so, you know, we kind of touched on pretty much the mental health benefits that you know, anything that's kind of fun in of itself is probably stress relieving. What yeah. are sort of like the fitness benefits of hooping?
1: The fitness benefits. I, I, I think I read this recently the other day. I think it's like 30 minutes will can burn up to like, of just waste hooping can burn up to like 200 calories. That's not shabby. It's not too bad. It's not too bad because you can do it in front of the TV. And Hello.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I was thinking of. I was like, you see you, you and your yeah. Netflix binges, you better
1: get on that hoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it and it's honestly it's like doing mini sit-ups what it does for your abs when you're first learning to hoop now my abs are used to it they like <laughs> they don't they don't care as much but when you first start hula hooping you might do it for for like 20 minutes say in one direction mm-hmm. 10 minutes in the other and you can wake up the next day and you feel like you've been doing crunches like oh wow yeah yeah and this is the thing about the so the weighted hoops so they are slightly easier okay so a normal size adult hoop which is still heavy but usually not weighted it's just made out of like a thick plastic pipe they the lighter the hoop is the harder it actually is to keep up so you actually oh, get more really? of a workout from the lighter hoops yeah I'm getting rid of my weighted one. <laughs> the <laughs> other gone. thing about, it's really hard. Do you know why? Because the weighted hoops are actually easier to get hold of than the mm. adult. The adult hoops are more, well, we have them, like teachers, and we give them out in class and everything, but they are, you get them from circus shops. So you don't okay. get them from like a fitness outlet, where a fitness outlet will almost always give you a weighted hoop. Um, that's how they got me, you know. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's <they> got me. <laughs> Because I, cause honestly, it's the
0: size of it that has just put me off. Yeah. The fact that it's so big, it's so heavy. Yeah. I literally have to clear my living room. Whereas if I do get a smaller one, again, yeah. let me just throw on some Ted Lasso or something. and I could just be, you know, <laughs> doing my thing, getting my sit-ups in. Because I don't even like doing sit-ups.
1: That's it. That's, I like that's hooping. It. Exactly. I haven't done sit-ups in about 10 years. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the hula hooping. And and skating as well is amazing for your core because it's balance and anything that's balance related is always strengthening your core because every time you're like strengthening your your every time you're finding your balance you're kind of like tensing your core to find it Mm -hmm. anything balance related is really good for your core but you're not thinking about it in that way that you you when you're holding a plank yeah (laughs) it feels like the end of the world (laughs) right (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's it
0: It's interesting because with the hooping, I can definitely see sort of how to build up, you know, again, as you mentioned, just that challenge of hooping in front of the TV. The thing I struggled with skating was I actually signed up for lessons. I thought, let me at least learn the basics of kind of starting, stopping, spinning. But it was almost like... I either needed a course because people would be like, oh, just go to like a jam session, just rock up and just, just. And I'm like, no, no, just, just. I want to <laughs> nail this. I don't want to embarrass myself. I want to be able to kind of develop the skill and then be able to kind of just, you know, remix it a- as I can. But yes. it's just knowing how to kind of get from stage to stage. You know, what would you suggest when it comes to skating particularly? So like as in classes and stuff? Yeah. Or just ha- like... You know, I have friends who bought some skates and it could just be really demotivating. Like what should almost be like the core sort of three or four things people should endeavor to learn?
1: I think, I mean, skating forwards is always important. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Skating backwards Mm -hmm. and turning. Once you learn to turn, that's going to change your life because you can be like going forwards and then you do a little turn this way and then you're like going backwards and then you do a turn and you've like changed direction. You feel like you're in Starlight Express when you first do it. (laughs) You're going to watch a video back and you're going to be like, I did nothing. I literally like rolled, turned a little corner and then like carried on. But when you're, when you're doing it and you're in it and you're feeling it, it feels like you're, it feels like you're a pro skater. You just feel really Mm. cool. (laughs) turn and stop once you learn a turn and stop you feel okay. like amazing because you're like skating along someone's like oh what's she gonna do there's a lamppost there little turn, <laughs> turn and stop and you're like mm, yeah feels good feels really good i'm in control yeah that's it but i think lessons i think lessons are good to be honest like mm-hmm. they, they a lot of them came about maybe after covid when people could kind of meet up again properly Um, And there were a lot because a lot of people were learning at the time. But I think, I always think classes are really good. When I can do them, I do try and go to them because you never regret a class. Like you never go to a class and you come out and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have gone to that class. It's always hard to go to. But I think like the accountability kind of helps get to that stage and then once you're, once you're at a stage where it's kind of like a musical instrument, you know, when you're like, you have to go a couple of times and push through yeah. the learning stage until you're like, I will actually practice this by myself because I enjoy it. <laughs> but you have to get to that stage where you're good enough to enjoy it kind of thing. Exactly that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Are you into
1: um, skipping? Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> I'm I'm not... <laughs> I love how skipping looks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's a playground activity, but have you done it as an adult? Because it's exhausting. Oh my God, <laughs> the calves. <Yeah.
0: laughs> my I'm like, what is happening here?
1: <laughs> how do children do this for like hours on end? They think it's lighter. They're just <laughs> They are lighter. They're lighter. Mm-hmm. Their knees are great. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the majorettes do jump rope. Marrow is also really good at jump rope and can do like the tricks and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um I find it really exhausting.
0: <laughs> okay. That's interesting that you find that exhausting. So how do how does one get from sort of fire eating? Yes. And not <laughs> the the skipping. Like yes. That? Tell me that. Break that down. Fire.
1: That, that feels a little bit harder. Fire eating is something I picked up when I, I it was kind of like when I started performing because a lot of them wanted two skills. Um, okay. At, at the time, I wasn't as good at skating and also a lot of venues aren't big enough for skating. So I was like, let me try and learn some fire.
0: Oh. So I learned
1: fire hooping first. And then I realized that was too big for a lot of the London venues. Like there's, there's just small, you can't have a hoop with like loads of firewicks on it. So I I was like, I'd like to go to a fire eating class. Wow. That was pretty much it really. What What does
0: that entail? It, it, <laughs> and also where, who's offering this? Uh, is it
1: like circus schools? It's kind of, it's, I think there's like two main fire teachers that teach fire eating other than that it's kind of like a lot of people teach each other which I was just not about to sign up for someone teach (laughs) like someone in standing in the field yeah yeah I mean it's it's a big part of like the festival community so people are like oh I'm juggling now I'm like sticking fire in my mouth but that's not my vibe so (laughs) So I went to a class Uh, this guy shade flame water he's a really good teacher and it's not that, it's not that bad. Do you know what I find harder? Like you have a, you have a, like a stick that's on fire mm-hmm. and I have naturally really dry skin. So if you mm-hmm. do what looks really easy, like a hand wrap, but you wrap your hand around it and the flame goes out, that I found harder because my skin's so dry.
0: Sure. You
1: feel like a little bit of like, oh, okay, the that pinch. stings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Putting fire in your mouth, you don't feel that because your mouth is just wet.
0: Interesting.
1: So you can feel this heat there, but you never get burnt really. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> coming yeah. out. You can like, and you can like, uh, do vapor tricks where you're kind of like blowing fire out your mouth.
0: That I've seen. Is that yeah. because, like, what's in your mouth?
1: So what it is, is the sticks are hollow and uh-huh. there's like very, um, the vapor has like a very low evaporation point or like burn mm. point. So it's, it's a lot of it's evaporating so you can hold you do certain tricks where you hold the vapor in your mouth it's not as a liquid it's as a gas okay and then you light that gas with the wick again um and that's it basically it burns it just burns it very very quickly there's things that people do where they hold the liquid in their mouth and that's not so good because the the liquid is quite carcinogenic. So you, I was thinking that, yeah. Yes, so it's it's often the fuel that does more damage than the flame. So you just want, mm. you don't want to be holding that liquid in your mouth. So that's fire. Hang on, what's that one called? Fire breathing. So that's fire breathing. Is when fire you hold breathing. the liquid in your mouth. Um, weirdly, the vapor one is called fire eating, and it's a bit safer.
0: Okay. So we've got skating, we've got fire eating, <laughs> we've got the hooping. Yeah. Is there any other thing that you've got under your sleeve?
1: Do you know what? Me and my best friend just started doing stilts. And it's, oh! one, of my, it's one of my Guinness World Records as well. <laughs> that is sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we started doing, you know, once you start in the circus community, you just start picking things up. So, yeah, we started doing stilts. Absolutely love it. And how,
0: what's that like as far as what kind of fitness level do you need to do that?
1: I think with a lot of circus, you don't need a high fitness level to start any of these things. So with with stilts, you just need a good friend whose head you can lean on, (laughs) standing next to you. A friend that doesn't mind you falling into them with your full body force every five minutes until you get the hang of it. You just need someone with you. I don't think you need a high fitness level at all. You just need a good teacher and a lot of crash mats. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I think to that point, more so, you just mentioned like the Guinness World Book. Yes. What was it that inspired you to go for your world record attempt twice?
1: Twice. Yeah. So I I think Marua... Has always been part of that because she was like, she's like the hula hooper that everyone knows Mm -hmm. as having like 13 Guinness World Records. I think she has. So yes, we, when we first, when I first joined the majorettes, we did a group record. Um, so that was my first record as a group. And then after that, I went for some solo titles. So I did longest duration with 30 hoops, I had longest duration four hoops split and most hoops on stilts now um and those those I went for because a lot of the performance work dried up in COVID and I I said to Mara I was like what do I do now she was Mm -hmm. like "Go break some records you got lots of time (laughs) break some records I was like cool I'm on it let's do it
0: I I mean what's so awesome about you is that you've obviously found a passion that you are consistently investing in 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 so many different ways I mean what would you kind of advise someone who when they think about fitness there's a very kind of fixed idea of what that is whether that's going to the gym yeah running which a lot of people don't like I like running but I get it not everybody yeah. loves it <laughs> um <laughs> and you know there's like this, these kind of things that you're supposed to do. Yeah. you know what would you kind of recommend if somebody was considering any of what you've mentioned?
1: i think the the most important thing is that you enjoy it. I think keep trying new things until you find something that you really love um and also like there's I, I feel like there's a a mental barrier for people sometimes mm. it's a age related where they're mm. like this oh, it's too old for me to i'm too old to start this one this particular sport now um which i think i think that's the thing that people need to really break in their minds because people pick up things like running like so late in life yeah um yeah and same with circus like sometimes people think oh, I need to have been training this since I was you know two years old and flexible and like a Russian circus school or something it's like mm. no loads of circus artists start this craft in their 30s kind of thing Wow! so just start and skating as well like so many skaters just pick like every age just picked it up and I think that's really important as well just try new things don't be afraid to start something new later on in your life as well just because you haven't tried it before if you love it you'll probably keep doing it
0: yeah oh that's good I love that and that's I mean that's great advice because I think I'm pleasantly surprised that you started hooping when you did because I'm thinking gosh yeah to your point with some other sports it feels like you have to put in your 10,000 hours to become really good at it
1: Yeah. yeah 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 definitely I think start doing it whenever, whenever you're ready, whenever it calls you.
0: <laughs> love that. Yeah. Um, so final question, um, which I'm asking on my guest, how do you finesse your wellness?
1: <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, I think you have, you have to make it part of like your, routine part of your habit in some way Mm
0: -hmm. and for
1: me that was finding a community I think that was that was for me what made it part of my everyday. because I had I have done gym I've done running I've done all those things once I found my community with hula hooping it was so easy to make it part of my habit because I didn't have to to make myself go to stuff I had people inviting me to stuff Right yeah, If this hoop jams You want to come along Yeah We're going to roll a Hoop Yeah Is that only Is that only for y'all Or is that i want to go to a hoop (laughs) jam anyone could come to a hoop jam like no yeah anyone could come to a hoop jam it's just like obviously a lot of these things you don't know until you're like in the community and i'm sure it's the same with like so many sports once you're in it people will be like yeah come to like conditioning on thursday or like Mm -hmm. come to a match on whatever day once you once you have that community in place to encourage you to go you wouldn't even notice that they're kind of like encouraging you to go it would just become like part of your life that's when that's that's how you finesse it (laughs) Mm,
0: that's so so good yeah and so where can people find out about you are you still teaching you know how 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 can I get to a hoop jam
1: (laughs) I hear you. So we, we like most of our stuff. Our teaching is done through the majorettes. So if people want to follow at the majorettes on Instagram. We have a lot of our classes at upcoming workshops in there. I'm not teaching as regularly this year, but my best friend is teaching classes in South London. Nice. And the the coach of the majorettes is teaching classes in Central London um and then we we do pop-ups everywhere so like when the councils ask us to like run a big hoop class we'll we're there so just keep keep an eye out on our instagram
0: will do (laughs) thank you so much for your time appreciate it (laughs) oh absolutely love chatting to Maz because she is just a reminder that we can have so much fun with our fitness and wellness journeys. So here are my top three takeaways. Number one, keep trying new things, whether that's hooping, skating, maybe not fire eating, although, hey, that might be your jam. I don't know. (laughs) But anything that you can absolutely take so much pleasure from, and you can get fit at the same time, why not? Eventually, you'll find the thing that you absolutely fall in love with. Number two, you're actually never too old to start, and when it comes down to it, age really ain't nothing but a number i mean i absolutely love cycling it's something that i've done as a kid and even though my knees are moving a little bit mad nowadays (laughs) um i still do it and i was someone who was super into skating as a kid i have a pair of skates i do need to practice though however i'm still on it and finally number three find your people find your tribe find your community not only are they there for you to keep you accountable, but they'll also motivate you and help you just level up whatever you choose to do. So thank you to everyone who tunes into this episode of Finesha Wellness, brought to you by Flygo Collective, a space for black women and women of color who want to level up their wellness and lifestyle. You can follow Flygo Collective on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or sign up to our mailing list at flygocollective.co for lovely tips, goodies, and invites delivered straight to your inbox. Also, if you love what you heard, rate and review us on iTunes. It means the world. Much love to you all. Catch you on the next episode.